Welcome back to what it's really like to be an entrepreneur. I'm Vincent Lancey, speaker and author of the book Left for Dead, A Story of Redemption. Want to know what it's really like to be an entrepreneur? Well, you came to the right place. Whether you're already an entrepreneur or looking to start your journey tomorrow or someone who just needs a little extra motivation to get through the day, this is the perfect podcast for you. This is where you will learn exactly what it's like in the world of entrepreneurship and hear real-life, authentic stories of entrepreneurs grinding on each episode. My goal for this podcast is to help you realize that giving up is never an option. If you missed last week's episode, be sure to download it after you tune in today. My guest on the show this week is a true entrepreneur and someone who stays grounding around the clock. Grinding, grinding, grinding. She has taken her passion by the horns and leveraged it with social media to create a huge following. I'm proud to call her a friend and she has a great story to share. I'm excited for you to step in her shoes and learn a ton from her today. Let me introduce Courtney Hartman. Hi, Vinny. <laughs> Hi, Courtney. Thanks for coming on. Why don't you share a little bit about your story and what you have going on today? Sure, 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 sure. Okay, so first, thanks for even asking me to be on your podcast. It's crazy because, yeah, I guess I am an entrepreneur, but I don't ever consider myself one, you know, like because yeah. of my story, I mean, it just, it happened on accident, honestly. I, um... Oh gosh, how far back do I even go? But I guess, you know, when I had first started my fitness journey and obviously my career and business is coaching women through fitness and nutrition. So when I first started like getting used to the gym and starting falling in love with like working out and just being able to like fuel myself, you know, in the best way, I you know, I started the social media account. I started an Instagram account. Instagram was new. It was like 2013, 14-ish. And I started it just to kind of hold myself accountable. Um, and I would post a lot of the foods that I ate. And I had everybody that I knew in real life blocked. Like everybody <laughs> from high school, everybody from college, in my sorority, whatever it was, they were blocked and no one could see it. And it was really just for me. But eventually my sister called on and she was like, I see you taking pictures for Instagram, but they're not on your, like my real account or whatever. So she, yeah. she figured it out. And, um, so I unblocked her and eventually like <laughs> I just started unblocking people because it had become such a big part of my life. And after that, I mean, I have just been, you know, consistent, I guess, with posting about what it is I'm doing in terms of fitness and my goals and how I work my way up to get there and give other people tips and you know tricks to try and simplify the whole fitness healthy like you know nutrition world out there uh and i guess people just caught on and for some reason like to hear me talk so now it is how i kind of run my business um you know acquire clients to work with and help and it it happened all by accident i never intended for it but it was the perfect accident i suppose <laughs> yeah well now you're killing it courtney and something yeah. i do each episode is that i inspire our listeners by sharing a motivating path of entrepreneurship from uh, someone in the spotlight and i found a great article in inc on amy Errett. Errett started out her professional career in the investment banking field but she saw an an entrepreneurial activity appear and she decided to run with it it all started one day when her wife asked her to pick up a box of hair dye she began looking at the ingredients that was going into somebody's hair and was not only disgusted, but she took action almost right away. She started the company Madison Reed as a direct-to-consumer sales company in 2014 with a hair dye product free of parabens and ammonia. 
Only two years ago did the company broaden its business model past online sales to a full network of color bars and now features stylists. And she went from that little idea to now raising $121 million in funding and plans yeah. to have 500 color bars within the next four years. Yeah, have you ever heard of her story before? I recently heard of it. So it's crazy that you said that. It was like on the radio down here recently. I don't remember why or what, but I, I do. I remember hearing that story and it had to do with color dye. So it, ha it has to be the same person. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I always learn something each time I look that stuff up. So I like to share yeah. it with everybody else. But now we go into the big five, Courtney. Each week, my guest and I go over these five questions to help the listeners learn what it's really like to be an entrepreneur. So let's get started. And when did you first realize that you weren't happy with what you were doing or you needed a change? I know you said it was an accident, but can you get a little bit into that? Yeah, totally. So, uh, right, right, right. I never really meant to like start a business or anything really. Um, I was really just sharing my journey and kind of trying to help others with theirs. But um, it. So, well, actually, when I when I first began my Instagram account, I was in college and I had originally gone off to college and I was studying pharmacy. Um, I always just loved like math and science and numbers and things like that. So I was like, oh, I'll go to school for pharmacy. I don't know what else to do, you know, and uh, and it was good. Like the actual schooling and the classes I took were interesting. I, I did enjoy it, but I was also working in a pharmacy at the time as a technician. And I just remember like standing back and I was like, I don't think I could do this for my life. Just like count pills all day. I <laughs> I just can't do it. Like as interesting as it is, I mean, I'm losing my mind back here. Um, so I, I kind of knew that like pharmacy wasn't going to be for me, but it was also really scary to switch because, you know, everybody is telling you how set you'll be with a job and this and that yes. when you come out graduating with a PhD and pharmacy, like all this stuff. So I was like, what the, like, what do I do? I don't know what to do. Um, but I continued to do, you know, fitness and nutrition and study things on my own and just take certifications and just like, and like learn about it, like outside of school. And one day I just decided to uh, look up other nutrition degrees, um, you know, where I could get a degree in nutrition because that's what I wanted to study. That's where like my passion is, I guess. And um, the, the school I was at does, does like it didn't offer nutrition at all. So I knew I had to transfer if I wanted to make this, you know, a thing. Right. Uh, and I just like after class one day drove to the uh, school that I ended up graduating from to, that I transferred to. Uh, it was, you know, it was on the way home and I was like, screw it. I'm just going to go and apply. And I didn't tell my parents or anything until like after the fact. Um, and I was just like, I just need to do what is going to make me happy. You know, like maybe I won't make that much money as opposed to being a pharmacist. But right now I don't care. I just want to do what I know I love. So um, I made that switch and I worked in a different fields. You know, I, I worked um, as a personal trainer. I worked as a nutritionist um, in a couple personal training studios and things like that. And I, I don't know, man, I had... Um, had already kind of been coaching people on the side, a little side hustle because I wasn't in school, you know, and I just always remember going to work and wanting to come home and like attend to my clients that I had online for my Instagram. I was just always looking forward to it, like the connections I, I had with them and the way that I was helping them. It was just so different than what I was doing, like, in, you know, in, in real life, I guess. Um, so... I don't know. Eventually, I just was like, I'm just going to make this work. And 
I didn't really have a game plan for it. I just was continuing to do what I did and continue to get clients, you know, now, and it has become my full-time thing. So, um, so yeah, you know, it was a, it was a little bit of a risk to take, but I think everybody has to make that risk if they want to, you know, do something that they know is going to like fulfill them. I know a lot of people are going to resonate with that story, having to make that switch that are listening. What are one or two of the most difficult parts, if you had to pick only two, of being an entrepreneur? Uh, gosh. For me personally, I think one of the hardest things was, you know, especially for the age that I was at, you know, I was like, I, you know, it was only, only been a couple years maybe. So I was only in my, still in my early 20s, but whatever, you know. And so I was still living at home with my parents and because my personal business was like online based, you know, I was I don't have like a storefront and a place to go to work every day. I always got backlash from my parents. Like, what are you doing? You're just sitting at home on your computer, like get a job, <laughs> you know? And I'm like, I have a job, like that is what I'm doing, you know? But they would make me feel kind of insecure about it. And they would obviously tell me all the what ifs, like, what if this happens? What if that happens? And you know, what are you going to do about a 401k and all these like, things and I was like oh my gosh like I don't know but I all I do know is this is what I want to do so please like let me do it um that was definitely the hardest part and you know and just other people like in your family and friends like kind of and it's that generation that our parents time where they you know that yes exactly you go you work 30 years you get a pension you move on that's it yes yes and that's essentially what my dad did my dad has a pension and all this and so you know and I think that was definitely the hardest part is like just taking or listening to like the opinions and thoughts of others who want you to be stable and secure and successful like they care which is why they're saying it but at the same time like you kind of just have to say screw it and do it because if there's something that okay so the, the thing that I realized is that if there's something you want to do you have to do it because you will never stop thinking about it so you just have to do it. Um, so I look at it as well. That's why yeah. I made the, the full time. Totally. No, I totally agree. I think, however, the second hardest thing. Okay. Well, all right. Two and a half. So the second real thing is like you're just comparing yourself to everybody else. You know, everybody else who has the relatively same like business as you maybe, you know, and they might have started four years ago. So they're that far ahead of you. But it's so easy on social media to just be like, well, why am I not there? Like, why am I not doing this? Why don't I have this many followers or this many clients or make this much money, you know? And I think it's important to just like, remember that your life is your life. Like you have to stay in your own lane and always remember like what you're doing and not, not get lost in that whole comparison game. And then two and a half is just figuring out all the finances when you work for yourself. Cause I have no idea what I'm doing. <laughs> Amen. No one's telling you what to do or just no, say, give me $100 cool. and I'll put yeah, it in your retirement cool. fund. You got to go to the bank yourself. If you had to pick one of your greatest failures, and oh, what God. was it and what did it teach you? Why is it so memorable? Oh, one of my greatest failures. All right, so when I first, I had to think about it for a second, um, and I don't even know why, because this this is something that happened and it like scarred me and I'll never do it again. But Let's so I had, uh, I had first started coaching people, you know, I was trying to figure out the best way to go about it. I didn't really know 
how I wanted to run my coaching business and this and that, but I kind of figured it out and I was super excited. And so I had been getting, you know, some clients and like inquiries and things like that. And I never wanted to turn somebody away. I was like, I will help you. I know I can help you. And it was true. I wasn't like lying. I knew I could help that person, but then all of a sudden I was like, damn, I have like 10 clients, which is more than I ever had at the time when I started. I was like, damn, 10 clients. Like I can't, like it was, I was so overwhelmed with the amount of like people and work I had to put, you know, together. And I, I also, you know, I wasn't very experienced with like running a business. Like I could coach, right, right. but the business part was, was hard. And so, you know, you have, however many clients you have, I mean, you have to deliver 110% to them all, all the time. So I just remember getting this message from like one of the girls that I was coaching at the time. And she was like, I just feel like, you know, I, you know, I haven't been given like the proper attention or, you know, something along those lines. And it just like crushed my heart and soul. And I was like, I didn't mean to do that. Like, I, you know, uh, it was so bad and I felt so bad about it. So now, you know, I will you know, now I have like a wait list, you know, so that when I do have open spots, I can take more clients and not obviously put myself into that. Uh, Pretty that smart idea. Yeah. yeah, that was, that was, oh God, it made me feel so bad. <laughs> that was the worst. That's a good story. That's a good failure to share with everybody. Thank you. If you could choose to have a conversation though, Courtney, and learn from any entrepreneur, dead or alive, who would it be? And what are you talking about? Oh my goodness. I don't even know what who what entrepreneur oh I follow so many people not so many that's a little bit of a you know exaggeration but I follow a good you know handful of entrepreneurs on Instagram who really like started their um you know started their business through Instagram kind of like I did um I mean there's so many influential people like there's this girl Amanda Bucci who I think is you know, well, she is super successful with her own entrepreneur. And I followed her like back in the day and like when we were both like doing fitness and well, I'm, I mean, I'm still doing fitness, but like competing and, you know, being all wrapped up in the fitness world. And then she kind of shifted gears and became this, you know, business coach because she opened, well, she started like a fitness business um, and was very successful with it. And now coaches right. other people how to make their own businesses. And I just, I don't know. I think it's super cool. I would love to pick her brain where I think, I think we're like the same age. And honestly, like just being able to like follow her journey, like kind of inspires me to like, you know, keep on going with it. Well, we'll share this episode with her when we air it for sure. Then <laughs> Maybe she'll hit me up in the DM. Of course she will. <laughs> Courtney, if we have to look into the future, where do you see yourself in these entrepreneurial endeavors from one year and now and also five years from now? Let's start with one year from now. All right. So one year from now, the end of 2020, which is pretty exciting. Um, I want to have like, I, I can see myself having just more of like a straight kind of clear path with the direction I want to take my Instagram. Um, Right now, you know, I, I focus just on like health and fitness, uh, like overall, you know, mm -hmm. and give people tips for training and people tips for nutrition and, you know, this, that, the other thing. Um, but I really want to hone in on nutrition. Um, you know, I have my degree, my bachelor's of science in nutrition, and I love nutrition. It's what like got me started with everything. So um, I plan to start releasing some like 
you know, either like makeshift like recipe videos or um, just talking more about like actual nutrition topics in depth. So I'm super excited to kind of bring that to life in the next year, of course. That's awesome. So what about five? Fast forward a little Um, more. You know, five years from now, I want to just have this, and I already do on a small scale, but I want to continue to grow it and just have this community, I suppose, of women who either I've worked with or just like have impacted or helped in some way or another, like, you know, all like in one place, just as like a big old happy family. And, and it, it is, it's already kind of getting started. I have a small little group. You should have a community, have, maybe a website yeah, like a of some yeah. sort. Like your own little oh. tribe and community of people who trust you and believe in you and want to learn from you. Um, so I already have it on a small scale, but I'm looking to, you know, just make a bigger impact, I think, meet more people, help more people, and hopefully I can put together, like, a big event for everybody. <laughs> That's my goal. I'm looking forward to hearing all that. Thanks for joining us today, Courtney. I know everybody's going to see the value you gave us. I love the stories, how you, you related it to everybody with having to manage your own money and having no guidance, okay. having to, your parents not really, not not believe in you, but want the best for you and wanted a more safe route. I think that's a lot of people, but it's time for the last word. Courtney, is there time? Is there something you want to share with everybody you didn't have time to say with today? Like, all right. Yeah. You know, like I said earlier, I think that if there's something in your life that you're kind of thinking about and you're like, God, I really want to do that. I wish I could do that. Whatever it is, find a way to figure it out and just freaking do it because you will never stop thinking about it and you'll always wonder what if and I think wondering what if is worse than trying and failing so that's my last word just do it (laughs) love it thanks Courtney can you share your social media website or any ways for our listeners to follow you maybe get on board with what you're doing all this exciting stuff you have planned for the future yeah 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 um so I'm most active on Instagram my Instagram account is Cordo C-O-U-R-T-O underscore three. Um, And then on my Instagram profile is a link which will take you to like my website um, and everything that I offer in terms of coaching and things like that. So that's like your one place, one-stop shopping right there. Great. Thanks for sharing. Everybody, you can check out the show on Instagram at your favorite morning podcast and on Twitter at Podcast by Lancey. My handles are at Vincent A. Lancey on all social media and YouTube. And my website is VincentALancey.com. Make sure to grab my book, Left for Dead, A Story of Redemption on Amazon and DM me. Let me know what you think. If you really enjoyed today's episode, please continue listening and rate what it's really like to be an entrepreneur five stars. I work really hard to find value delivering stories for you on each episode. As always, I will end the show with a quote that inspired me and I know it will for you all too. Each day provides its own gifts. Thanks for listening and I'll see you on the next episode of What It Really Like to Be an Entrepreneur.